Welcome this week to the Space Explored Podcast. Uh, I'm, of course, Seth Krakowski with you always. And back after a few weeks of doing some rocket chasing is Derek Wise. How are you, Derek? I am doing pretty good. How's How are the launches? The launch. The launch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it was really good. It was great to be up at Mars, you know, the Mid-Atlantic Regional Spaceport. Uh, it, it was a fun launch and just a great atmosphere up there. So it was cool to see another orbital launch from the U.S. again. It's been so long. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've and with a all, little bit of a drought. With all the, the delays with the OFG-2, that that wasn't fun. And But hopefully hopefully Boeing will get their stuff figured out and we'll uh we'll get to see that launch yeah that week was a great vacation it was supposed to be a business trip that turned into a vacation it was awesome so of course we're going to get right into the spacex news and we have a one one little interesting pretty pretty interesting little uh little topic that you and i both wrote on this week uh, oh yeah it's not technically about spacex but it's about tesla if you listen to electric um their podcast last friday they talked about it heavily after ai day but the AI-powered Tesla bot, um, Elon confirmed on Saturday that it is um, going to be used for <laughs> possibly on Mars if it's going to be mass in a one-word tweet. In he a one-word tweet, he just tweet. replied, "Hopefully." Yeah, we we we're pulling a lot of information from that one word. But uh, you wrote about how they could possibly be used for ground support rather than yeah. Yeah, so for those who don't know, down in Starbase, where they're working on Starship, they have two Boston Dynamics spot robots. And they're used for a couple different things, but they have cameras on board, they have infrared, they have 360 degrees, and they've even used it as a gas sniffer to make sure that like areas are safe. But they just serve as really important tools when people can't necessarily be there right by the rockets. Well, they have robots that can go there if... Uh, a robot blows up, you know, that's not nearly as bad as putting a human at risk. And it can put, uh, it can really save a lot of time and money if they can resolve an issue by sending a robot out there rather than having to scrub a launch like that'd save Mm -hmm. a lot of time. And so now those Boston dynamic spot robots, they're the ones that look like a dog. Like they're, they're kind of yellow. They they kind of are. I don't want to yeah. say that, but they I'm are. a dog lover, but like they're kind of adorable. Yeah, and so they they have four legs. They can run around, and so it's possible that once the Tesla robots are fully developed, once they're reliable, they could be used in a similar uh, way. But my main uh, criticism of that possibility is that the dogs they have a massive back. That's basically a big flat surface that can be worked off of. You can mount the cameras. You have extra ports you can tie into. Um, and it's just a big working platform. With this Tesla bot, it's humanoid. And so how do you really add stuff to what looks like a very cohesive all-in-one system? I mean, it's got the cameras built in. I'm sure that those will be mm-hmm. useful. I'm sure it could do some level of inspection. But like, do you add a backpack to it? Yeah. Do you like like how I would think, that work? Yeah, I think the the biggest like plus side of using these over the dogs would be that you don't have to have special equipment. So like they probably already have all the equipment that you can put on a dog, but like for humans, I like, can't hold. You know, so they just have a 
belt or whatever, they just like, go the, the robot could just go and grab it and then just use it like a normal human would. Yeah. Um, which would I mean that's kind of the whole plus side of having something like this in the meantime. I mean, um, well, I also wrote an article about it going about it going to space and being used on Mars to build their uh, thing, which was uh, a fun research project over the weekend about all the robots who have gone to space. And so this is not a new thing. Um, both NASA and Russia have been building these um, for for space as well. They have the, well, Russia's went to space. It's not really meant for space. Um, it's just kind of like, what else do you do with this thing? A son of the space. It um, shoots guns. Yeah, it was. It can drive a car, shoot guns, and so it's like, what's the next step? Obviously, going to Mar- uh, going to space. And NASA's was meant to be kind of like a, a astronaut replacement in some sorts of way. Uh, I, I still, I still have to reach out to NASA because they haven't really given any updates on it. I know there's a new program I think called like Valkyrie that's replaced it, but it's, it used to be called Robonaut, and they went to the space station. It uh, it, it could it could autonomously kind of move around the the uh, the station, but not very well. Um, it had a lot of issues, pretty much. But uh, it, it the idea is there to to kind of put the uh when you don't need to have humans do something since it's, it's repetitive. You know, of course, uh, getting humans ready for a spacewalk takes almost an entire day, um, or more. And then, uh, so just being able to have a robot just hop in a suit, you know, like, and head out there and then come back in or not even need a suit, just head out there and come back in, uh, you know, would save NASA a lot of times. They've already done stuff similar with like Dexter, um, which is like a robot that can be put on to the end of the Canada, uh, Canada arm up on the station and do some work. But interesting on, on ground support would also be interesting too, because you just get like, you just have like an army of 10 of them run out there. To go try to fix something. <laughs> yeah, I definitely feel like ground support stuff can happen sooner yeah, than 100%. having it ready. Um, because it is meant to work in a human world. And so I, I think it really will be useful once it's fully developed. But we do also need to really keep in perspective like what level of development they're at, which is like it seems like they have renders and they have a dude a, in a, spandex a, a suit. static model <laughs> and, and the dude in the spandex <laughs> suit. Um which admittedly was very funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, the, uh, it, well, Elon talking about hopefully that going to Mars. It's, it's it. Um, it was another thing that NASA's always talked about. If they're going to build go to Mars, um, that, that there's a lot of work that has to be done to set up their kind of area. Um, it's not like Apollo. We're going to the moon where you can kind of just like live in the stuff you landed on. Cause it's, it's you're closer by. You kind of need a whole ecosystem already built up at Mars. Uh, so these things could obviously could work there. But yeah, then again, um, I think we're supposed to have a prototype next year. But then what type of prototype are we talking about? Like what level of completion will there be? How yeah. And it like we look at Boston Dynamics, they have an Atlas robot that is a standing up more yeah. humanoid robot. It doesn't have hands in the same way. Um, but even like they have so many years of development here. And they recently released a parkour video. And in the behind the scenes, they have this compilation of all the times the robot fell over <laughs> while attempting. And it's it's interesting to see. It's obviously an immense challenge to get to work. I'm interested in seeing how Tesla's experience with AI in cars will actually translate to a humanoid robot. Because tires spinning on a ground and legs walking are very different forms of locomotion. Yeah. Um. Yeah, 
So it'd be interesting to see for everyone interested in interested in the AI. Uh, it should be an interesting few years for you guys. But uh, other SpaceX news down in down down in Starbase. If always there's new things going on, and construction began on their new high bay, higher bay. Oh yeah, uh, not necessarily higher. It's only it's not, it's only going to be slightly. It's taller. a little bit higher. It's a little, it's bit, a little higher, bit higher. It's but mostly bay. mostly wider. It's um, so much wider. The wider high bay, but uh, it. <laughs> I when they said that it's like oh yeah it'll probably be like it'll be bigger much much bigger and it could hold much more and I'm like okay like maybe like two times the size three times but like then like the aerial photos came out of like them working on the ground I'm like okay that is huge that is like two high bays wide like it's like four high bays pretty much um, what I think it looks like and I think it might be bigger actually from that but yeah I mean the construction work is very early what we've seen so far the first thing that came out were some aerial photos. Um, and you can sort of see where the outline is on the ground. But what they've been doing to this point is basically just breaking up the concrete and rebar, preparing for the foundation. Like, yeah, there's... imagine being the people who built that built that concrete. And then the Eli comes like, we're going to put a new high bay right there. So can you break up all the concrete you laid like last year? Because that all yeah. just got laid like I think either earlier this year or last year. Actually, I think it was earlier this year because I, I don't think that all that was there when I was down there in December. <laughs> just... <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy how fast they work now. It'll be some it'll be a, a significant amount of time until this is actually ready. It's like they I believe the groundbreaking for the first high bay was like May of last year and they didn't go vertical until July of last year. Yeah, so much. And better. then it was like basically completed around December, but they didn't actually have all the cranes and everything installed until like a couple months into this year. Like so it it takes a while for these structures that need to actually last to get completed. And so we we have a while till it's being put in use, but by that time maybe they'll be past this environmental assessment, be launching and uh actually have a need to be working on so many starships and so many boosters at one time. Yeah, I can't I just it's just like what are you going to I wonder if they're going to like Yeah, it's just, it's just is that just going to be their storage area they're going to start shoving starships and boosters like starships are all gonna be on the left side boosters all on the right side and then there's just some inventory manager saying yeah that boosted that starship boom <laughs> that boosted that starship and they're just they're just sending them out for launches uh <laughs> i just like starship yeah it's gonna it's gonna be that landscape down there that that skyline is gonna be crazy coming up and uh now that they have the orbital tower a second high bay um and then whatever I can't. What else? What, all the other stuff they're probably going to build. You know that's not planned yet. But uh, yeah, Starbase uh, is is growing again. Uh, Blue Origin this week. Uh, so new sh- uh, some news came out for them. A few things. Some some negative. Some positive. Uh, new Shepard's launching again. Um, since the last time they launched was uh, Jeff Bezos's flight. Um, it's the 17th mission. Uh, it's actually, it's a payload mission. No crews on it. It's launching coming up on, uh, the 26th of August and, uh, assuming they're going to have a live stream like they normally do. Two things that it's going to be carrying on this mission will be a, uh, some more testing for lunar landing, lunar landings on the booster. Um, of course the booster launches and then it comes back down and lands. So they're going to be doing some lunar tests, lunar landing tests on it. There's, they've done this before. Um, they've learned a lot of data from it. NASA has. So uh, it's a good. It's cool that they're going to continue doing that. And then in the capsule, um, it's going to be scientific payloads. I don't think that got 
what it, what's going to be in there has been announced yet. I haven't seen anything about it, but it will have some artwork on it, which is uh, it's new. Uh, it's cool that they're going to do something like that. It's uh, a portrait, um, like kind of artwork from an artist. It's an artist portrait, his mother and a friend's mother. Um, it's going to be on the top of this capsule where the parachutes deploy. So, uh, it's it's cool to see like companies work with uh these type of uh um i don't know if it's a charity or if it's like a uh i don't it's called like uplift aerospace uplift artwork art project um so they're kind of like connecting space and art together uh, if you've ever gone to a uh yuri's night that happens a lot so um it's it's it's, a, it's an interesting unique uh type of uh look on on space when you see it from an art our artist point of view so if you're into that kind of stuff I'm sure it's going to get featured in the uh, uh, in in the live stream. Yeah, and it's it's on the parachute covers. It's going to be on the outside of the capsule, so it's it'll be cool to see. Yeah, you're definitely going to see it. So, well, it's on the top. I'm not sure how much of you see it, but hopefully they'll probably do some uh, like probably some drone footage of it um, on the bed. Uh, the other news, though, the the negative news of the week is even though we had a GAO report on uh, nine the protests from Blue Origin, they're now um, opening a lawsuit uh, against NASA um, for the HLS contract that Blue Origin and the national team, uh, which was uh, Lockheed Martin and Northrop Grumman, uh, lost uh, earlier this year. The lawsuit details have been sealed um, uh, by request of Blue Origin, so we don't really know details on the lawsuit, what they're asking for. I'm assuming, obviously, they probably not, they could not even be asking for the uh, um, for the contract, they just want maybe compensation or something. I don't know, but um, we have seen that it's going to be quick—a quick litigation. It's quick in in terms of lawsuits. November first. Yeah. So yeah, NASA agreed to a voluntary stay of their contract with SpaceX. So basically, they're not going to continue work on SpaceX's lunar lander Starship uh, until the lawsuit is concluded which it will be november 1st because they simultaneously agreed to an expedited process that is set to end november 1st yeah so i i mean good for them i like that they they decided they're not going to play super hardball and like just like no we're going you want to stay along as long as we do this uh at least there's there's some uh negotiation between the two so hopefully this is gonna end november you know november 1st it's over we don't have to deal with any of this anymore. We can kind of just go through with uh, with HLS, with SpaceX, and and work on a second um, uh, contract uh, competitions to get a second one. Because this is, I believe, the contract is only through the first landing. So we do need more, la- uh, or I think SpaceX could go on. But like, we're primarily, this is more concerned about the first landing. So, um, and, and Brian, uh, not Brian Stein. Uh, Nelson, uh, who is the uh, new NASA administrator, he has mentioned uh, this week, I'm um, talking about the space at uh, the space symposium, uh, uh, that this could cause delays. So it's only a few months. Uh, I think we were already kind of expecting delays of the um, of the 2024 landing. Uh, well, we have the spacesuits; they won't be ready till 2025. Spacesuits won't even be ready. So... Yeah, like it, it's unless they get more funding. Like yeah, like there's and that's like where SpaceX least, builds the suits. <laughs> unless SpaceX builds the suits, that's that's true. Um, not there's happen. a lot of things that are just not, not ready happen. for 2024, and the fact that uh, a lander isn't going to be ready 
isn't surprising. Although, it, it, yeah. Um, it, although Starship seems, I think Starship is probably the most. Uh, well, Elon behind has SLS said, and Orion, I think Starship is the most <laughs> prepared. Uh, thing Elon has said that they may be ready to land before 2024. Like, yeah. So e- Elon is confident in their ability Elon's to meet the timeline, but there's a significant amount of work that has to go on between NASA and SpaceX. I I don't know the details of all that, but I, like, there's a significant amount of work that has to happen there. Yeah. That's not happening until November 1st at this point. Um, yeah. So looking forward to that ending soon. It's going to be yeah. nice to see no more litigation going around. Final two things for the, for this week's show, um, Astro and Firefly to newer, um, one, one very new, um, who has not launched yet. And the other one who has launched a few times, uh, providers who are coming on to the scene. Astro's planning on launching their fifth launch on October, on August 27th. Uh, this will be their, was i think this is their third uh rocket 3 launch i believe um it's rocket 3.3 i'm not exactly i know the first one 3.0 didn't launch i think one two and three this is the third one i think yeah because um, rocket rocket 3.0 there was a fire at the launch pad prior to launch that destroyed the rocket um rocket 3.1 uh there was the failure 30 seconds uh after liftoff and the engines were shut down and rocket 3.2 passed the Carmen line very nearly reached orbit it was so close but it was like just short but now mm-hmm. this one is the first actual commercial launch yeah they're, so they were they're, they're confident on this mission being uh you know like the launch commercial payloads because that 3.2 mission that didn't make it the orbit was only the issue they found was that it was just an improper ratio in the fuel and oxidizer, I believe, um, for for on that second stage. So they just they're tweaking that, and then um, and so they should be able to to get the orbit. Other other than that, like the rocket performed well, so it was exc- so close. It, yeah, it was, like it was so close, a couple of kilometers a second, or they, like it was. Yeah, it was very very close. Super super exciting for them. Like they're gonna hopefully gonna make orbit this time. Um, they uh hopefully we should see a live stream from them as well on this on the, their historic flights so that's gonna be great and then um firefly uh they just completed a stack fire on their rocket um out in vandenberg and they was that went well um i think they were supposed to do a stack fire earlier in the year and they kind of like hyped it up and then they went kind of quiet for a while yeah that was um, supposed to happen in may i believe yeah so that uh, so now they're back with a with a successful static fire um, and a launch on September second from Vandenberg of their Alpha rocket, which has the coolest paint job in the industry, hands down. Um, it's like it's black and green, which is like and like it was just great, great colors. So I'm so, I, I hope I hope Vulcan does their like paint scheme. Like I think paint schemes on rockets are like totally like not used enough in the industry. I know they cost weight, but like come on uh they're cool so <laughs> september 2nd they're coming up for a launch and then this is actually going to launch payloads on their first mission um not that that used to be a surprise i think right now is less of a surprise because um people just kind of want to get their stuff in the space and they i think there's more uh sure that yeah it might not work right away but like we're okay with that um hopefully i mean firefly has been testing and testing and testing the rocket for so long 
that uh, it should hopefully. Uh, I think we have higher expectations on this rocket for succeeding on this first launch. So, uh, yeah, it's, they have a collection. I think there's a good amount of uh, of small sets on this. Mission. Yeah. So they're going into a 300 kilometer circular orbit at a 97 degree inclination. They have Which is stuff, why it's in Vandenberg. They have stuff from Benchmark Space, University of Cambridge. They have their own stuff on their Libra mm-hmm. Space Foundation, Hawaii Science and Technology Museum, FOSA Systems, AT&D, Purdue, Teachers in Space, and more. Yeah. Like, it's... It's a pack. It's a pack variant. Um, so it's going to be exciting to see them launch their first rocket, um, wishing them, of course, a whole bunch of, uh, of good luck uh, on getting that up. Uh, this week, yeah, we're looking forward to those two launches. Um, it doesn't seem, uh, not sure what else is going on this week. Oh, yeah, we have a CS23 coming up this week. Yeah, very, very early Saturday morning, we yep. have a launch. Uh, remote setup for cameras is coming up soon. And then, um, so you guys. It's Friday, good. so it's like morning friday into evening and then early morning saturday and then morning saturday pickup it's gonna be a, a long friday and saturday great weekend of, of uh of, of coverage coming this weekend for the launch it'll be and good and then uh yeah it's a return to florida launches this weekend actually i just realized that that's right it's been a long time since we've seen a uh oh no we had a. Uh... No, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's been a long like, time. Trans- <laughs> I think Transporter 2 was the last one. Oh, like, it's gosh. been a long time since we've had one down here because, of course, that Ontario's launch in Virginia was the one that broke the delay in all the launches mm-hmm. uh, because we hadn't had an orbital launch in a while here. And now, finally, we're getting another one from Florida. It's all from that. Uh, we haven't had any Starlinks, which normally will fill up the schedule. Yeah, since they filled up that yeah. orbital shell. So, um, yeah, so hopefully, the yeah, I cannot wait. But yeah, where are these Starlinks, Elon? Come on. Okay. Yeah, they're getting ready on the next ones that will have the like laser interconnects and everything, hopefully, be faster, larger. Like, they're making some good changes for their next set of satellites before they start launching because they already have that first whole shell completed. So, yeah, so that is this week coming up. So, looking forward to talking to you guys all next week. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Seth Kirk, S-C-T-H-K-U-R-K. And then you can follow Derek at Derek is wise, D-E-R-E-K-I-S-W-I-S-E on Twitter, Instagram, what have you. It's it's the same everywhere. <laughs> and uh, you can listen to us, of course, on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, as well as at SpaceExplore.com. So we'll see you guys all next week. 